What does 2022 hold for Louisville? We're going to share our predictions for the city in this new year. That's next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is a whole roster of people. Shay Van Hoy. Hey. Jason Thomas. What it is. Michael Jones. How are you doing? Haley Cawthon. Hi there. Eleanor Tolbert. Hi. And Lisa Benson. Hey, everybody. Glad to have all you guys uh, on the show this week. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Usually, we bring you the latest news, plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville. We're going to do something a little different this week. If you caught last week's show, we went back and talked about predictions that we made for 2021. And we talked about what we got right and what we got wrong. Well, for the third year in a row, we're going to be sharing our predictions for what we think will happen in Louisville and beyond. We can, you know... Feel free to throw a national prediction in there if you want to give us a Super Bowl pick or something. But uh, we're going to talk about what's going on here here locally for the most part in 2022. Um, To start this off, I'm going to start with, I guess I'll start with Shay, even though Haley was our big winner last year. I feel like like I plan to start with Shay, but I, I feel like. Haley, uh, maybe maybe we'll go last on Haley. You should go last for sure. Last. Yeah, she's a pro here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, uh, I made some more targeted targeted predictions. I think I got off easy last year. <laughs> they were specific, but yeah, they were going to happen regardless of whether I predicted it or not. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah, so I'll start with Shay. Shay, give us a prediction for twenty twenty two. Yeah, I sort of teased this on the last one, and then since I've been was driving through the heavy snow today to get here, I didn't have a chance to think on it anymore. White knuckled it, but um, I uh, I'll stick with my prediction from last week that there will be a hotel project announced uh, in or around the West End Norton uh, Health and Learning Complex, Sports and Learning Complex in the West End. Um, and uh, with traveling teams coming in and a bunch of events out there. Hopefully, with a little more travel coming up, that there'll be some sort of lodging that goes near that um, for all the activity that goes on out there. So that's yeah. my that's my uh, local prediction. Earlier this, like a few weeks ago, um, I listened a lot. Even though I'm not a U of L fan, I listen to sports radio coming in, and I'm always amused at the. In, I'm sure that it's this way with every fan base, but the insanity of U of L athletics fans, um, and they're just like wild. Uh, expect expectations for their team. Um, that well, I, I'd predicted oh, what? Go ahead. I predicted that um, that uh, Chris Mack would be let go before Scott Satterfield, uh, but now Chris Mack is four zero in ACC. So who, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, I didn't have strong feelings about this team, but I've watched the last. You know these ACC they're jelling. games. They're jelling. <laughs> they're, they're they're coming together. Um, they have played. They, they have played four pretty crappy ACC yeah. teams, but that's but, not uh, true. Wake Forest was good, but um, but anyway, everyone in right. the ACC is crappy except for Duke. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna it's be no rough. Big Ten. Come on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I get all right. Um, 
the way we're going to do it is I'll do one prediction and then I'll move on to another person. We'll come back for another prediction. Did you give me both predictions there? Was it the ACC? Uh, was it Chris Mack? Was that two predictions or was uh, that just a side and a side? That was just an aside, I think. I don't know if okay. I have another prediction. That's a though, bonus. I counted my second one. Yeah. Just, this yeah. is just the Shay Van Hoy stream of consciousness show <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so, I did the same thing last year. I didn't explain the rules. I'll go one prediction, <laughs> then the next person, then we'll go all the way back with new predictions. Uh, and, and, you know, I'll forget by next year, too. I'll, I'll think of one between now and then. Yeah, yeah. You got you're you're a predictions machine. I'm sure you'll come up with something. All right. I'm gonna go to Jason next. Uh what do you got? What's what's right. happening in 2022? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a pretty vague last year too. So I'm dialed in this year. I'm very specific and I'm kind of in the same uh, line there with Shay with that. Mine's kind of athletics related. I predict that Lou City FC is gonna move up from the USL to major league soccer. And this Ooh. will be accompanied by an expansion of Lynn family stadium. I did a little bit of research. The smallest MLS stadium right now is DRV park stadium, which is home to enter Miami CF, which has a capacity of 18,000. So Lynn family stadium is just a hair under 12,000. So it's not a huge stretch. I think they could expand it a little bit to get up to, you know, close to 20,000 more attracted to MLS. It's going to happen. Look at that. That's a bold prediction. I like that. I <laughs> see, I that told happens. you, going bold here. <laughs> I hope that happens. Uh, let's see. Eleanor, I'm going to you next. What do you predict will happen in Louisville in 2022? Okay, well, this one I really feel very, very confident about. But I also, but I don't want to say, okay, I'll just say it. Um, I think that there's going to be at least two more publics announcements. Two and more one publics. Of them, mm -hmm, one of them, I am like, I almost know where it's going to be, <laughs> but I don't want to say it because I oh, could be man. wrong. <laughs> and you don't want to say it. Away, no. <laughs> you got to say it. That's part of the prediction, isn't it? Well, it's, I found a construction plan for something that looks like it could be publics. Mm. So it was on like Shelbyville Road, I think. Um, and so I think there's going to be at least one, maybe two, and maybe even more. I, 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 I've heard some rumors that 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 mm -hmm. could be true, that there could be uh, more public. So I would not doubt that one. Mm -hmm. I should be uh, Bill Roseite. That's another top golf. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, probably. In true Louisville form. They will now be known as Publixes. <laughs> Publixes. Publixes. <laughs> It's a really interesting prediction, though, because I was thinking about that this morning about how you know we have the two publics and we have the Hy-Vee coming in, and Louisville has been so sort of cornered by Kroger for so long. I think they had like fifty percent market share or something. So there's so much room to be carved off, um, and it just seems like all of a sudden people are kind of waking up to the potential here in Louisville. So it doesn't feel like it definitely doesn't feel like the end to anything with this just two publics and these Hy-Vees. Could it be I maybe agree. something like? you know, um, a Tesco or a Lidl or something like that. That would be really interesting if the international um, grocers start looking at more expansion. I yeah. love Lidl, or however you pronounce it. <laughs> I went to a couple of those in Ireland and they're pretty cool stories. Oh. I could see why Aldi is afraid. <laughs> we just need Ikea Swedish meatballs. <laughs> All right, Michael Jones, what you got? What's happening in Louisville? All right, I, well, I thought Shay was going to steal mine. Because so, <laughs> it's also involved GML. But I think the NCAA is going to finish their investigation this year. And UofL 
is going to get a three season postseason ban. We're in oh, oh, oh that's harsh. That is harsh. <laughs> Man, way uh, to bring well, us down, I, Michael. <laughs> I, I like went, but back. you know, U of L's luck. So, <laughs> well, like you know, uh, it's short of the death penalty. But I went back and looked at the basketball uh, penalties, and they gave um, Kansas, I think, in uh, '88, uh, a three years probation and two year postseason ban. And we're already we were already on probation when we had this latest extortion <laughs> uh, uh, scam. So. I just figure that they're going to have to be tougher. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And plus the NCAA always seems to do the harshest thing it can do to Louisville. So oh. I, I could totally see that happening. Of course, that's just me speaking of the strippers and two extortion scams. <laughs> <laughs> like something's got to go down, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got to be. But uh, L had said last year they, they thought that they'd be dealing with this uh, through the spring of 2022. So that's my prediction. It's going to come down. It's going to be harsh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can see it. All right, Lisa, what you got? Well, I read a story in the Wall Street Journal recently about WeWork co-founder Adam Newman um, starting to take that same entrepreneurial spirit he used to disrupt the office space and take that into the apartment business. So entities tied to him are reportedly buying up like a billion dollars in property, apartment properties in the South. So that got me thinking about Louisville's downtown and how, you know, that lack of sort of young professional residential stock really hurts us. And we don't really have that much in the way of like mid-level apartment stock. So my prediction is that someone, maybe Newman, maybe not, is going to get into our downtown apartment market in a big way next year. I think it's a huge opportunity when you look at the costs of cities around us, like Cincinnati, Nashville, Indianapolis. I think there's a really great value proposition out there um, in downtown Louisville. So do you see like new towers being built or are you seeing just like more um, more like complexes? Or I think for us, it would be conversions of downtown property that exists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to do something, right? I mean, we got all these... Yeah. empty office towers. I mean, conversion is really expensive. Everybody I've talked to about doing those kind of projects say the cost can be super prohibitive. But when you look at the cost of doing uh, a project in Nashville versus the cost of a conversion in downtown Louisville, I think it becomes a lot more um, palatable from that investment standpoint. I agree. And I think that like, yeah, it's costly to convert those into residential, but is would you rather have a half empty building? Like that's your options because... You know, yeah. the pandemic's hanging around and there's just not as many people working in offices. As there used to be. Absolutely. So, it could be a good solution for our downtown. I was make I was going to make a very similar prediction. I wrote an extra just in case one got stolen. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's see. I'll give you a prediction here. And it's and it's grim uh, and it's kind of on the same note as Lisa's. I think the Underhill's plans for the Starks building will get tossed out. Um, it's seems like it's taken too long to even get that sale to go through. Um, the Underhill, uh, uh, they, they had uh, proposed converting that former office building into a lot of uh, artist residences and bottom floor retail artist studio teaching spaces. It was a really cool sounding project, but uh, it seems to be unfolding very slowly. And I'm wondering if something has fallen through and we just haven't heard yet. I've also heard that financing is very difficult for, to get for downtown projects. So I'm wondering if that could maybe be the hitch. Um, 
I don't know. I hope that's not true, but I could just totally see it happening and hopefully won't get any angry letters from the underhills after that. Um, I support the, you know, I support it. I think it's a great project. So his uh, email is dman. <laughs> that's why I decided to make all mine positive. I don't want to make anybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm, some of mine are positive too. All right, reigning champion Haley. Uh, Haley, what you got as far as predictions for? Us yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing positive since we had a couple of negative ones thrown <laughs> in. Um, but my prediction is that a Louisville company will go public this year, um, likely via a special purpose acquisition company. Uh, SPAC deals are super hot right now. And we've seen a couple of companies in Kentucky, including most recently Rubicon down in Lexington, going public via these um, kind of uh, exchanges <laughs> um, of, of folks that are already listed on the stock exchange, taking over those companies and, um, you know, coming up with their own ticker symbols. So we've seen it from Rubicon, uh, App Harvest. And Edge Sports did something very similar um, to be listed on the Canadian stock, or the, excuse me, the Toronto Stock Exchange. They did a reverse takeover of another um, company's stock on that listing. So we've seen a couple of company, companies do this. It's happening a lot in other markets. So I think Louisville's probably primed for another company that's looking for bigger access to capital um, that can be fueled via public markets versus venture capital. For sure. And especially that deal you mentioned with uh, Edge Sports, um, you know, that seems like the, that seemed like a very innovative thing that they did. And I can yeah. see more. I mean, Sean O'Leary, yeah, Sean O'Leary, the company's founder and uh, then CEO, uh, told me that he was willing to kind of be the guinea pig to prove that something like this could work so that other companies like his could see this as a mechanism um, to get funding without actually having to. Um, go out and do a fundraise that can be kind of time time consuming, really. Sean O'Leary, friend of the show, was on Access Louisville a few months ago. So shameless plug over. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shay, did you come up with one more? I did. Like All right. 10 seconds ago. <laughs> but I will say like I, Sean O'Leary, like I would go like I just trust Canadians. Like I think all Canadians are trustworthy for some reason. And so if I would I would agree with Sean O'Leary that he would just be like, I'm gonna go on the Toronto Exchange, uh, because nothing bad happens in Canada, is my theory. Yeah. Uh yeah. so I, I agree. I hope I didn't steal one from Michael for real because it's a restaurant related one that I just thought of. And I was thinking about this because I read uh, have been reading the stories in our sister paper down in Nashville. I think we will, and this will break the internet for a day, day or two, uh, that I believe we will get a Whataburger announcement. Or if you're from Texas, Whataburger, uh, say it that way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, do, yeah. do not even tease like that. That's not really yeah. funny to even put <laughs> no. that into the universe. Well, what did we just happen. get? What was the burger announcement that we Jack just in the got? Box. Jack in the Box. Yeah, I can see it. Like, I can see some of these West, Western chains uh, yeah. and coming out this way. Yeah, Whataburger's announced several stores in Nashville. So logically, as they move north and northeast, um, we're probably the next stop. So um, is, is that the Wahlburger chain or is that something different? No, that's, <laughs> I was getting confused. Yeah. Wahlburger's in Cincinnati, right? Don't they have one there? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's Mark Wahlberg. Waterburger is the Texas chain uh, that has a very loyal following. And uh, you see ar people arguing about what's better, that or in or out, in, in, in and out. Which gotcha. team Whataburger here is having both. We know Habit Burger is going to come too because <laughs> yep. we're owned by Yum. <laughs> True. Got to figure that's coming in. Yeah. 
the match steak and shake man come on hey i'm a big fan of steak and shake but they're gonna come back it kind of got bad before like but maybe the pain is over maybe it'll it'll come back good because it is like they're coming back to the area but that's a different show we'll talk about that another time (laughs) jason what you got what's uh what's your next prediction all right my second prediction is that a fortune 500 company will open its headquarters in river ridge commerce center or build a Ooh. new headquarters. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of make this twofold because that's pretty bold. So I'm going to cover myself a little bit. If that doesn't happen, uh, a Louisville based company will be acquired by a fortune 500 company. I'm thinking something like RX lightning. It's, it's right for the bucking. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so you think it'll be a headquarters there? Yes. River Ridge. Not Finally, we're going to like, yes. Hmm. Yep. HQ man. It's coming. I can see. Yeah. That's a, that's a bold one. All right, I think I went with Michael next. Michael, you're up. All right. Um, I think this uh, will be the last year of the Ninth Street Divide. I think that they're going to start working on the Ninth Street Reimagined Project mm-hmm. because uh, the governor put $10 million in his budget for Ninth Street, and Mayor Fisher has mentioned it to me numerous times. And I think that this year he's going to be thinking about his legacy and what bigger (laughs) legacy can he do than to actually uh, get this symbolic divide between downtown and the West End to bridge that gap. Yeah, I did see something on that yesterday or it was earlier this week, maybe, but I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, but yeah, that would be uh, that would definitely, you know improve his legacy if, if that project moves forward and he's got the arpa funds uh yeah. you know if that helps push that forward so all right uh eleanor you got one more for us yeah um i'm glad i thought of i thought of three because my second one was the downtown towers one about apartments so <laughs> man we're all on the same wavelength yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> um but i think that construction's finally going to start on one park um off Grinstead and Lexington Road, mm-hmm. because that was approved in 2019 and construction still hasn't started on it. Um, at the last meeting for the new One Park North, they said everything's like still in motion and it's still working, but construction hasn't started. So I think that's finally going to start this year. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I would love to see work start on that. Uh, that project's definitely evolved since the pandemic started, you know, with uh, them proposing another development across the street and stuff so uh all right lisa what's your final prediction today well in every prediction show you've got to have that person who's going to predict that the nba is going to come to louisville right so i'll be that person this year i think it was marty last year marty yeah Finley. it was marty last year yeah um, he left us so he can't be the one to carry the mantle <laughs> so it'll have to be me but so i think reports have been pointing to 2022 now as the league for expansion i think that milestone you know, keeps moving. Um, but, you know, 2022 could be the year and it'll be two teams when it happens. Seattle, of course, has always been the shoe in, um, but that other slot is where Louisville's name keeps coming up. So, you know, that second team, it could be Las Vegas, could be Tampa yeah. Bay. Um, but I think we have to keep talking about Louisville as a contender. You know, we've got the population to support a franchise. We've got the Yum Center. We've got the basketball DNA. So let's bring the NBA to Louisville in 2022. Yeah, God, I'm hoping that that too. (laughs) Uh, You say it every year, so I just every year, maybe one of these years it'll be right, right? 
<laughs> yeah, somebody will get it right eventually. I think eventually it will happen. Um, like we were talking on last week's show, like right now with COVID, I think they're just kind of struggling through that. But uh, hopefully we get through this current like mega wave of COVID that we're in yeah. and, and things calm yeah, down. Yeah, we've always had that sort of grassroots effort behind the scenes working to, mm-hmm. to you know, keep our name in the in the headlines. You know, obviously that's a lot more difficult to maintain that scene during COVID. And then the people involved in it, you know, had to turn and, and really focus more on their businesses, um, you know, managing through the pandemic. So I think the desire from the folks behind the NBA Tulu is still there. It's, you know, we're still, you know, um, still working towards it. And I think there's a lot of people ready to get engaged with their time and their money to make it happen. All right. Sorry, Lisa. Soccer is going to happen for NBA. I'm telling you. <laughs> what MLS is that? expanding, expanding aggressively. It's going to happen more. We'll take either one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, mine's going to be in line with one of Jason's predictions. Um, the I think uh, the Clark County, Indiana, specifically uh, River Ridge, lands a ma- major automotive operation. Um, a mega site just sold at River Ridge, and we don't know who's going there. But the fact that it's a mega site, the fact that Ford is b- doing this thing in, uh, you know, in Glendale, they're going to need a lot of suppliers. Um, and I think a lot of the auto manufacturers, I don't even think it's a fact, a lot of the auto manufacturers are looking to retool operations, add operations because of electronic vehicles and Clark County's uh, River Ridge is just uh, so greatly situated with that mega site uh, for a uh, an automotive operation. It may not be an assembly plant, but a, a major automotive operation. Um, that's probably an easy prediction because there'll be some small automotive operation that'll come in, and I'll go, well, "I was right." And so, but I hope it's a real big one. I uh, hope to see that. So, uh, all right, Haley, take us home. What's your uh, what's your last prediction? Yeah, so I have a last prediction for you and then a bonus prediction uh, just for fun. You're the champ, you can do it. Yeah, since I won, I get to make the rules. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So my last like official prediction is that I think we'll see a lot more local investors betting big on crypto in 2022. And while you may think that sounds a little vague, um, I think we'll either see like new funds pop up or um, just new investor groups that are going out there and targeting crypto markets and startups in the crypto space. Uh, just for reference, I know Access Ventures has, has made investments into um, some crypto type companies, including Flexa, which is allowing people to shop with crypto in an app or something like that. Um, forgive me, I read the release a, a while ago. Um, so Access Ventures also sixth event, which is Josh, Rosenth- Josh Rosenthal's um, investment firm. Uh, they are all in on crypto. That's all he is doing. So I think we'll see more of that in 2022. And it'll be interesting to see what that means for um, kind of traditional startups. Startups within and of themselves are very innovative. And, you know, that's where a lot of risk capital goes. Um, but I think as more of that risk capital goes to crypto, we might see a decrease in venture capital funding and kind of the the regular companies that we have here. Um, and so as for my bonus prediction, this is just a fun one because Shay made me think of it. Um, so I'm going to predict that Dutch Brothers Coffee or Dutch Bros Coffee is going to open a location in Louisville or a couple. Um, so like what Shay had mentioned, Nashville is actually, so Whataburger is opening locations in Nashville, but I also saw that Dutch Bros is opening three locations in Nashville in January, which has me super excited because that was one of my favorite things about visiting the West Coast. Their coffee is just 
chock full of caffeine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd like to see that new, um, that company that recently IPO'd um, make its entrance in the Louisville market. I've never heard of it, but I'm excited. Lots of caffeine. Yeah. I know someone that it's works definitely. there or worked there actually out in Portland. Um, I think, yeah, it seems like we're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of those national brands like that from the West coast. So could be, uh, and then Josh Rosenthal and crypto, man, he's on another planet with crypto. I read his comments <laughs> in your, uh, yeah, startup. So watch, just to, <laughs> yeah. well, just to plug in, uh, KYNO, if you guys want to see more tech predictions for 2022, I talked to a lot of local investors and, tech founders about their predictions on what's going to happen specifically in the tech space. So you can find that at KentuckyNO.com where yeah. Josh shares more about his thoughts on crypto, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's like academic level. Uh, crypto <laughs> knowledge we will all begin wearing crypto. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Well, that's the show this week. Uh, I hope to see uh, a lot of these predictions come true because there were some really, uh, really optimistic ones out there. Um, I hope the U of L thing doesn't come true, but man, other shoes got to drop. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, before we go, uh, if you guys want to share your social media handles, where we can find you online. Um, let's see. I'll start with Shay again. Where can people find you online? Yeah. Um, at Twitter, just at my name at Shay Van Hoy and on LinkedIn, uh, of course, under my name is where I post uh, most often. All right. Uh, Jason, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas, and I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. All right. Ellie, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at BFLU Eleanor, and then you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert. All right. Michael, how about you? I'm on Twitter at, at BF Michael, BF Lou Michael. <laughs> and uh, I'm on uh, Instagram as Gluesound2000. And on Facebook under my name. All right. Uh, Lisa, where can people find you? On LinkedIn, of course, and at BFLU Lisa. All right. Haley, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm mostly active on Twitter under BFLU Haley and also on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Coffin. All right. That was the longest where can people find you segment that I think we've ever done. So uh, <laughs> appreciate y'all hanging with us. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram under the name dman3001. I'm also on LinkedIn, of course, uh, sharing some business first contract content there. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, co-host, and thank you uh, listeners for listening to us at home, and we will see you next time. Bye.